Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing good. Football still on. Still on. Today it's still on, although I admit uh, I have not checked uh, the Twitter box uh, for the last 30 minutes. Uh, it is still on, right? Uh, as far as I can tell, I'll tell you something that is on, or that's re-on, and that is Built Bar. They are back Woo! as a sponsor, and I will talk about Built Bar in just a minute with some all-new kick-ass flavors, baby. Okay, so, Jimmy, um, first of all, let's go ahead and get some bad news out of the way. I mean, but although this is expected, Malcolm Johnson Jr. commits to Auburn, and not only commits to Auburn today, the wide receiver out of Alexandria, Virginia, he is going to um, enroll early, and I mean really early, as in reclassify to last year's class, the 2020 class, and therefore he'll be able to play this year. So that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of people were wondering, because it seemed like he was liking Alabama, uh, Alabama had a great shot, and then all of a sudden the tide turned very quickly, no pun intended, where he was leaning more towards Auburn, and the surprise was he's going to reclassify. And frankly, even though I think he's a great player, Alabama literally had nowhere to put him. There is not a scholarship for him for this class. Uh, for this year. So Alabama couldn't have taken him if he wanted to come to Alabama because he can't reclassify to this year, right? It's very frustrating when our fans don't understand scholarship limits. As I read several boards today where our fans just, apparently it's just over their head and it's really not complex at all, but you can only have 85 players on scholarship and Alabama is at 85 players. So Malcolm Johnson wants to join the team right now the only way that's going to happen is if you literally tell a player to get lost and A, there's a rule against it, and B, practice starts Monday, that would be sort of a cutthroat move even for a Nick Saban. So, uh, no, yeah. it's just not happening. We don't have room. And, uh, and then that's that. It's, it's that it's that simple. And uh, the only thing you could possibly criticize is you could say, well, you ought to plan ahead and keep a couple spots open just in case. But, you know – just in case. I mean, this is the first time I could remember a big time kid in the next class reclassifying to the last class two days before practice starts. So you can't keep spots open just in case that happens. I mean, hell, it's the first time I can remember it ever happening. So uh, and I think not only that, that, Jimmy, I think Malcolm Johnson's a really good player. I do. I think he's fast. I think he's very good. Um, However, if if it were uh, Kool Aid McKinstry, yeah, I'm, and he told me in last December that yeah, okay, coach, just keep a scholarship free in case I do this. Okay, I might take that gamble, and I don't mean this as a shot at Malcolm Johnson, but I don't think he's Kool Aid McKinstry. So I think that um, it was just very fortuitous for Auburn that they had a spot available. But one thing I did think of is. I wonder if that does become a little bit more of a trend. The danger with that is you come across something that happened with Alabama last year with all the injuries, and all of a sudden, what if you didn't sign any of those guys, but you got, instead of 85, you've got 78 on scholarship, and um, you've got a boatload of injuries. All of a sudden now you wish you just had filled those seven spots with warm bodies. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can't account – you can't account for every possible hypothetical because you, it's impossible to, to predict the crazy stuff that happens in sports and college football. And 
just just everyone needs to be rest assured that Nick is just the all-time best to ever do it. And if something even goes remotely a little bit wrong, there's probably a pretty good explanation for it. And today, nothing went wrong. I mean, hey, look, the only time we should ever really be upset when we lose a recruit is if we have 25 spots to give and we only offered 25 scholarships. Well, we've offered about 90 scholarships for 25 spots. We can't take them all. We can't get them all. There's only 25 guys we can get. So uh, it, it, it's it's a loss. And congratulations to Auburn, Malcolm Johnson, heck of a player. Uh, welcome to the SEC, Malcolm. It's the best conference in college football. And uh, he's going to be a good uh, good matchup uh, for our talented DBs in the future. But uh, we just move on and get the next wide receiver. That's that. Yeah, I agree, and I think Alabama's still in the running for Brian Thomas Jr. out of uh, Louisiana, and, uh, you know, maybe they get him or maybe they don't. They've already got three wide receivers committed, so who knows? Yep. Um, I, You know, I would have loved to have had the kid, but now that I know the circumstances, I feel a lot better about it in terms of his wanting to reclassify. I hate that we have to play against him because I think he's very good, but, right. um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it, instead of feeling like, we were actually just beaten for a recruit. I feel like, hey, the 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 way it laid out, Auburn was the best choice for him, regardless. So I think that that's yep. that's fine. That's fine. It's um, fine. Uh, speaking of things that are fine, Jimmy, I want to tell everybody again about Bill Bar. Look, absolutely delicious. I've had a, a, a several of them. They sent us some packs early on. I hope they four packs. Uh, because they've got some new flavors, uh, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry Garcia. Uh, i got to try that one. Cheesecake, it- carrot cake. Yeah. Little known fact about Luke Robinson, carrot cake's my favorite cake. Uh, I did not know that. That's amazing. Cream. I know, and I love me some carrot cake. I really don't like carrots, but I love carrot cake. Um, anywho, uh so, Built Bar, go check them out. They've got um, 18 amazing new flavors. I just laid out six of them. Um, but just 18 flavors now. That's ridiculous. And, look, they're great for a keto diet, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar. That's just crazy good. And I've done the keto thing before, or at least a version of it, and that can really work. The problem is you get a if you like me you got a sweet tooth you'd love to have a carrot cake <laughs> something that tastes like please 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 tell them you heard about them on the Locked On Network any of the Locked On Network Locked On Bama preferably but if you just want to say Locked On Jazz hey man go for it <laughs> all right Jimmy Locked On the Jazz well you know Locked On Jazz another little known fact that's where this whole thing started David Locke um, correct who is the play-by-play guy for the Utah Jazz. And, um, yeah, so that's where this whole thing He's started. And shout out to him. The founder. Eventually, the founder, as yeah, we refer to him. As we refer to him in our – uh, have a big uh, – <laughs> we keep talking over each other. <laughs> no, uh, feel free. Eventually go, have go. like a big – God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we eventually have a um, – a big like dinner, you know, like a big convention, like the locked on convention. We would be the uh uh is is the is the correct term the black sheep of the convention. We would show up and they'd be like, 
Yeah, locked on Bama. Y'all are uh, y'all are eating and y'all are eating with the uh, with the cleaning crew. You're not yeah. you're not out here at the main table. Yeah, we're you're only getting carrot cake. You're not getting a steak. <laughs> You'd be you're so just getting carrot cake. <laughs> but yeah, we're making this one out of actual carrots. We're just, <laughs> yeah, it's you, just it, it's ten carrots glued together with some icing on top. <laughs> yeah, y'all enjoy. And listen, y'all see, we're like, where's our seats? Who are we sitting with? Well, y'all are actually going to sit out in the parking lot while we have this convention of important people. Of actual um, of actual professional podcasters. Real hosts and shit. Um, okay, so speaking of recruiting, tomorrow, Kyrie we Jackson. Do, we do know Monkel our recruiting. Good- we'll go ahead and say yeah. that we're going to get Monkel Goodwine and uh, Kyrie Jackson. What 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 cover what show just does that? What show promises upcoming commitments? But us, so there you have it. We are good. It's easy to make promises when there are no repercussions if you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's a fluid. Um, you know, that's going to be the excuse Sunday. That's a fluid situation. Yeah. Fluid no, situation. I think we're going to get Monkel so, Goodwine. Don't you think we're getting Monkel Goodwine and uh, Kyrie Jackson? I do, and I. Listen, here's the thing about Kyrie Jackson, because we won't go into this much because it is only hearsay right now, but reading the tea leaves, it feels like Kool-Aid McKinstry is leaning more towards Auburn now. I think at one time he was certainly leaning towards Alabama. I think that has changed more in the direction of Auburn at this moment. Again, very fluid situation, could change any minute. Um, But because I I think the thing with Kool-Aid, it seems to be that – if he wants to really do basketball and football, he's probably going to go to Auburn because I think he's a he's maybe a bit of a bigger Bruce Pearl fan. But if he wants to play professional football and be a defensive back, there's no question where he should go. Um, but you know, hey, every different strokes, different folks. You know, best of luck to you, Kool Aid, wherever you go. I hope it's Alabama. Um, but we're not here to talk about him right now. Monkel Goodwine and Kyrie Jackson, who we're talking about, and I want to go. What I was talking about with Kool Aid is that. I would if you told me, okay, Luke, you can have Kyrie Jackson or Kool Aid. I'm taking Kool Aid, even though I think Kyrie Jackson, and I know how high you are on him. I think he's an incredible prospect, but I think Kyrie Jackson could literally be a one and done type of guy. Um, could be. And Kool, and I think Kool Aid is a at least a three year guy. And so give me the three year guy with the, the maybe the higher ceiling versus the mm. badass potential one-year guy you know what I mean no there's a lot of logic in that and it's quite frankly the reason uh and I've said this all the time consistently I'm not a huge fan of recruiting junior college guys for that fact uh you, you get such a, a a brief look at them and it takes a while to learn I mean Nick Saban's defense is complicated and Alabama signed a lot of JUCO guys with some uh, iffy success under Saban and I blame part of it on just how complicated it is to learn our schemes. But, like, we've signed some good DBs, like Dequan Menzi and Dion Ballou have been uh, Saban-era, you know, Juco DBs. And, and and while they were both good, neither was awesome. And uh, I'm going to be disappointed if Kyrie isn't awesome because, let me tell you, his his tape is crazy good. I, I, I've said this. It sounds nuts. I try not to be the guy that says stuff like this. But I, I watch the tape, and I'm like, I'm not sure I've ever seen a defensive back prospect better than him. I mean, that that's how good I think he is. I mean, it's like, I, I do think, I, I don't think there's holes in the game. I, I think there's questions. 
I would love to have a real camp time on him. If he wasn't a four or five guy, I'd believe it. And, and, and I might have to ding him a little bit for that. I wouldn't be shocked if he's more of a, of a four or six guy. Uh, but here's the thing about that. If you're like, oh, you can't play corner and be four six. That's not true if you're tall with long arms. That makes up for everything. So uh, he, you can play corner at four six with, with, with being big and tall with long arms. That makes up for a lot. So, uh, and personally, I think even though we're recruiting Kyrie to play corner, and I think he can play corner in the SEC, I, I think the perfect position for him is our star position, the hybrid corner safety position. I mean, it is just made for him because he will cover slot receivers. He'll blitz. Remember how good Javi Arenas was blitzing from the star position? Kyrie Jackson oh, yeah. is that. Kyrie's that, but he's 6'3", 200. I mean, Kyrie is going to be a great blitzer. He'll be, you know, right there where you line up, you're kind of lining up in the box. You're kind of lining up like a lot, like a linebacker. That's why they call it star. You're lining up on the strong side of the field. So actually the star sees a lot of run plays run in his direction. How easily will Kyrie slip off a block from a wide receiver and wallop a running back? I mean, he's he's custom built for that. But then you're like, well, guys like that aren't good cover guys. This guy is. This guy's a great cover guy. So I love Kyrie. I think he's going to be great. Uh, I realize, uh, you know, it's not a situation where we're choosing, you know, him versus Kool-Aid. It's a fun conversation to have. Which one would you like? I, I agree. I would prefer Kool-Aid just because he's a high school guy and from Alabama. But, but Kyrie Jackson is seriously on a very short list of the best defensive prospects I've ever seen. That's pretty high praise right there. Um, and the other thing about his speed, you know, you talk about 4'6", and uh, look, it doesn't matter if you're a 4'6", 4'7", guy, if you get a good pass rush so that the wide receiver doesn't have time to get by you. And, and if the wide receiver is 4'4", and you're 4'6", that two tenths of a second isn't going to be a isn't going to be useful if you have people like Monkel Goodwine uh, rushing the passer and Goodwine to me, oh my God! I saw his film, his highlight. The new film, film or the old it, film? It, he's got he's got new film. I hear. I well, I just saw the the film that was that was recently out, and I don't know okay. which one that was, but he engulfed people, literally engulfed them. He is huge, and, you know, look, again, I can already hear the OBS and the LSUs and the Georgias and the, everybody saying it now. He's going to get that Bama bump, but they have already the, – the people at 24-7 have said, okay, we misevaluated this cat. He's going to get a huge bump. They've, they've right. already prepared everybody for the eventual Bama bump, but, again, based on the tape I saw, it's, he's going to be worth every dang star he gets. Good player for sure. Great pass rusher. Uh, I, I like him. I, I, I can't wait to take him. I can't wait to add him to our class. And, and then we'll have 18 guys. Uh, it's not a knock. Uh, my only issue, and, and it's really more of a question than an issue, is, you know, on tape, he's so quick. He, he, he only he lifts himself as right around 260 pounds, I believe. He looks bigger than that to me on tape. But he's listed at 260. And my only thing with him is, uh, you know, is he a jack linebacker or is he a defensive lineman? In other words, what I'm saying is, is he uh, is he Terrell Lewis 
or is he uh, LeBron Ray? And that's a question. Now, I think he's LeBron Ray, and he's going to be fine. That That's what I think. I mean, in terms of why I'm excited about him is I see him as a, as a guy that's going to grow even bigger and maintain his athleticism. Uh, but I do have a pretty good comparison for him. I, I think I think my comp for him is is really dead on, but a lot of Alabama fans may not like it because this kid at Alabama didn't turn out to be great. So a lot of fans are going to go, oh, find another comp. Because, but, but in terms of the kid I see on the tape that you're talking about, Luke, uh, to me, he reminds me a lot of DJ Petway, who also was very highly recruited from Pensacola, Florida, spent time at Alabama playing Jack, but then most of his career playing the defensive line. Uh, but I, I see a, a kid very similar to DJ Petway. And just because DJ Petway never developed into a day one or day two draft pick doesn't mean that DJ didn't help us at Alabama. And who knows what DJ's career would have looked like if he didn't have that uh, detour to junior college because of the off-field trouble. And uh, and hopefully Monkel Goodwine, nothing like that would ever happen with him. So uh, so I, I look at the DJ Petway comparison as, as kind of a good thing. Uh, and, unless you, you think I'm literally saying his career will look just like DJ's. Of course it won't. It's going to be different, but I just see kind of the same kid. And uh, and DJ Petway was a national top 100 prospect. Yeah, and Petway was probably one of the poster children for untapped potential to some degree yeah. at Alabama. But I will always remember, I think he had a huge play in the Iron Bowl in 2014 on a third down, if I remember right. Uh, that that forced Auburn into a punt, I think, and then you know we came back and take the lead. We 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 needed the momentum at that moment, um, but he, he had a huge play in that game. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna uh, just talk about some random crap. So, Jimmy, uh, anything else you want to throw out there right now? You brought up LeBron Ray. Uh, it made me wonder. Have you heard anything about the guys who were hurt last year, like a LeBron Ray, a little bit, like a Dylan Moses, like a Josh McMillan? Are they? Do you think they're good to go, like a DJ Dale? Uh, yeah, I'm not like breaking news here, and because I don't really, really know. Like I could tell, you know, an Aaron Suttles who could report it. It's I don't know to that extent, but to the knowledge that I have, uh, all of our guys that were injured will be able to practice Monday at, 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 at or near 100%. That, that's my understanding. Well, that would be absolutely huge news. Um, and, you know. Cahoe's it banged like up. It, Does everybody know that? You know, Ali Cahoe is yeah. banged up a little well, bit. Well, he tweeted but, but, it out. He, he tweeted out yeah. a picture of his leg and all that. He's out four weeks or so, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not serious, but uh, Ali – now, I think it's pronounced Ale, and, and I think we all say Ali, but I think it's Ale. Uh, but anyway, he's, he's out. He, he won't be 100% Monday, but, but he'll be, he will be soon. Um, okay. Well, I, I hope you're right about that because it feels like as an Alabama fan, and maybe it's because that's the team I follow, and maybe everybody feels this way. But our injuries have been such a problem over the last few years. I mean, yeah. just – Really horrible luck, and I can't tell if it's because I'm I'm too involved in that, you know, emotionally involved in the Alabama program that I just look at it like like uh, the the same way everybody looks like. Oh, we always get the bad luck, or oh, we we always get the injuries, whatever. But it feels like I know last year is undeniable. 
But, you know, I, I can think about, you think about 2010, and you think about that famous Iron Bowl, the comeback. Mark Barron with his shoulder being banged up, and, and Barrett Jones was out that game, if I remember correctly. Correct. Was he not? He was. Anthony um, Steen, as a freshman, had to start and block Nick Fairley. Yeah, yeah good luck yep. with that. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Vinny Sinceri out in the 2013 Iron Bowl, who would have been the holder, right, for the kick six. And he would have easily been the most athletic guy on Alabama's side, and he would have potentially at least had a shot to push Chris Davis out, but he but he wasn't there. And I mean, injuries Correct. are part of the game, and you got to deal with it. But it feels like our injuries have cost us more than other teams for some reason. So enter David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray. Uh, I think a, a big part of their hires at Alabama, a big part of the reasoning was a, a belief that bringing in a, a more scientific approach to strength and conditioning might uh you know we we might find out that we can uh, prevent some of these injuries i mean I, I certainly hope that's right um anything else out there in the recruiting world before we uh, get not out really. of here on this abbreviated podcast not, not really i just expect to get good wine and Kyrie jackson um uh, I, I do think they'll be added that'll give us 18 that'll give us approximately 7 or 8 spots left which means we're kind of getting down to crunch time and we probably need to do something about quarterback. And uh, maybe we'll talk a lot about that next week. But really what we get to talk about next week that I couldn't be more excited about is actual practice starting fall camp, opens Monday. Hopefully we'll have some real good football to talk about. Uh, uh, who knows what level of practice report we will get, but we will begin to talk about our team on the field taking shape. All right, buddy, roll time. Roll time.